Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I love having these amazing conversations with people, because as you know, you just will never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. Today, I'm excited to have Lee Hayward joining me. I met Lee a few months ago at an event that I attended. She is the personal stylist for my coach, and I was very excited to learn more about her, learn her approach to style, how she really helps people own their space and own their stage and show up as their authentic self, which if you've heard any other episode here, you know I'm really, really big on. And I was just so excited to have you join me here. So why don't you give people a bit of a more formal introduction to to yourself and what it is that you do? Sure. Well, thanks for having me. This is great. So yes, my name is Lee Hayward and I own a company called The Prosperous Image. And it's had a very sort of interesting story of its own in terms of how it's evolved. But where we are today is that I work with elite service professionals, so entrepreneurs who are really trying to make an impact in what they do and they're client facing, and we align all the pieces of their brand. But the most interesting part of a powerful brand is that it always starts with you. So what you can fix all the things that you want, but if you don't truly sort of go in deep and look at how the founder is showing up and how your vision is playing out and how you're presenting yourself with all of those parameters, then you don't sort of get that upward success trajectory that we were talking about earlier. It's really the key. So it's very fun. Well, and I totally get that. I totally, I've seen that with myself. Um, I was always one of those people who you can tell how I felt by what I wore. You could tell if I was feeling good that day, if I wasn't feeling good that day, but I wasn't using it to change those feelings. I was using it to reflect those feelings. Mm-hmm. And, well, I- and clothing is so powerful. And it's one of these things that like, we all get dressed because we have to get dressed. It's like when, when we're children, when you're a baby, you get up, you take your pajamas off, you put your clothes on. It's just a thing. And then it becomes a thing where like, you can't go outside naked, you'll get arrested. Like, you know, there's other factors to it, but it really is this piece that is so strategic in terms of helping you channel how you feel. My clients always laugh at me because I'll have them send me a picture of something and I'll be like, well, forget that. And they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, I can see it on your face. Like you just don't feel it. And so it's not it. It's so true. That's so true. So I have to ask, cause you said, there's an interesting story behind how your company got to where it is. So tell me like where, what is your background and how did you become 
your approach to style is different. I've spoken with several stylists over my years on stage as different parts of programs and people who I just chat with. And the way that you talk about it, it's a little different than the people who just focus on here. I can put together a really cute outfit for you. Yeah, it, it is. And it's like, I take a lot of like that. It matters to me because I don't believe that clothes are sort of this thing that you just put on as a band-aid. I really believe that they are a true tool and they are a marketing tool if you're an entrepreneur. So, um, I mean, my, my backstory is that like, if you were friends with me in elementary school, like I just couldn't even help it. I was like, what's in your closet? Let's have a look. And we would, you know, I would make outfits. I have a story in my book where I talk about my best friend from fourth grade who I'm still friends with. And we took those like old school dry cleaner hangers that had the paper in them. Yeah. Right on them. Like blue shirt, red top, crunchy, yada, yada, yada. Like the whole thing, Monday. Like don't show up on Monday without this exact outfit. Like, I mean, my poor- That is so much fun. That is so awesome. All I could think about is I learned how to be a girl in the eighties and I still have to be really, really careful. So like, where were you back in the day? That was oh, yeah. I mean, 1979, that's when I was yeah. born. So represent the eighties. And it is funny because my daughter is 10 right now and the scrunchies are coming back. Like, like scrunchies are back, but anyway, so you, I've sort of been dabbling in this my, my entire life of just like, you couldn't stop me from being like, let's play dress up. Nice. And then after I graduated from college, I went and got a real job and I had a very successful sales career in the equestrian industry, which is very oh. um, relevant for me because I've ridden horses since I was five. So it was like a dream job. But all I did was like drive around dreaming of like what I was going to create for myself because I was working for another company. Nice. And um, I watched a lot of what not to wear. Oh my, so can I share my story with you? Will you promise not to judge? Oh yeah. What, I love that show. I absolutely love that show. And one of the absolute lowest points in my entire life is when someone showed up in the 360 room wearing a skirt from J. Crew that I owned. Oh no! Now in my defense, <laughs> It was white and it had pink pineapples all over it. And in my defense, I was, uh, first of all, I did not pair it with anything like the woman. I'm just saying right there. I did a better job with it. Okay. But I was working really hard at the time to be a girl and let go of the tomboy image that I had. And what better way to do that than a white skirt with pink pineapples on it? I mean, seriously. And then it was in the 360 room of what not to wear. And I immediately went upstairs and threw it away. I didn't even donate it. I threw it away. Oh, no. Well, that, I mean, I, I, I do miss that show. I mean, we, I, I really created a career off of Stacey London and Clinton Kelly, and I would watch it and basically teach myself. I mean, I already had like a natural knack for it, but I would teach myself like the right verbiage and how to do it and yada, yada. And so I wrote a press release one day and was like, "Um, this is the company I have. This is what I can do for you. And it got published and somebody hired me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this now. Here we go. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
And that so over awesome. time, it, it evolved into being very much more specific in terms of, I work specifically with entrepreneurs who are really truly building something and are using their image as a, as a marketing tool. Um, but it's been so fun along the way. So how do you apply it to yourself? Oh man, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, and that's, that's kind of what I sell is like, I believe that you show up every day and you have an opportunity to show up every day in a way that moves you forward. And I'm just not interested in spending days where I'm not moving forward. And there are days where you don't, but I don't wake up saying like, I hope I don't get anywhere today. You know, <laughs> There's the days that end that way, but they certainly don't right. need to start that way. Exactly. So the game is really all about alignment. Like how do you figure out like who you need to be. And I say need to be from an opportunity perspective, not a should perspective. It's not about like being somebody you think you should be. It's about being the person that is really going to help you get to wherever it is that you want to go five years, 10 years, tomorrow, whatever it is. And so you have to make sure that you're showing up in every area of your life, whether you're at the gym, whether you're on zoom, whether you're picking up your kids, no matter what you're doing as that person. Well, and the way that you're describing it, I would say it's not who you should be, but who you're trying to be. Who are you, you know, physically, who are you, how does the person you really want to become, how would they look? Because one of the big challenges I had in my corporate life that really followed me into my entrepreneurial world and I think held me back for a while because I was in a, I was a total tomboy, rocker, leaning towards punk blue hair shaved head I mean I'm 50 still have a shaved head thing but when I get dressed for work I always felt I would describe it as shopping in someone else's closet because of what I was should look like right and the fact that it didn't jive with who I was what you know have to do that in corporate but once I became an entrepreneur it just like something feels off to people right well, and the, the secret, and I think the thing that surprises people is that you actually don't have to do it anywhere. It's harder to do it in a corporate environment where you have a dress code and you have to stay in a certain box. Um, as an entrepreneur, you do have more flexibility and more fun and the ability to really kind of like use it and play with it. But no matter what genre you've got your foot in, the real key is figuring out how to make it work and be authentic at the same time. And it can be done no matter what. I mean, I have done it. Like you name, you name a funny situation. Okay, like, can like you share I, something? I, I like, what is the crate with obviously without naming names? Like, cause what I really, I see this in a lot of people where they're showing up in clothes that fits what they think a brand is supposed to be. And my mind immediately goes to um, a flowy life coach. And I get the, I'm not using the right words, but I get the idea behind it. But instead you're giving off an image of scattered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I think anytime you are in business, if you are selling something, you must look like people have paid you many times, yeah. many times, not just one time. And that's the biggest key is you have to marry that with, let's say that you are flowy, hippy, dippy, trippy, like that's yeah. your thing, like do that. But you have to marry it with an element that makes you um, project yourself as somebody that is super successful 
and authentic to themselves. So that's, that's a really important key to um, kind of, kind of make sure that you're doing both of those things. I always tell people that they're really getting dressed for two people. Like the first one, first and foremost, is you're getting dressed for yourself. But then second, if you're in business, you are getting dressed for your audience or your client, whatever you want to call it. And it is silly not to like take that into account. You don't like put a costume on for them, but you ask yourself like, where on this dial do I need to be so that they are able to resonate with me and I'm actually able to help them. Awesome. Awesome. I'd say that one of the groups of um, people that I work a lot with are financial planners. And it's a line that I've said to them a lot. Listen, if you're going to try to get people to trust you with their money and invest their money, you have to look like you have at least some money. (laughs) I mean, it's really key. Like, and it's funny too, because a lot of times, well, actually right now it's happening. I, I have so many people that I'm working with right now for one reason that their sales have dramatically dropped because of zoom. And so I am not a sales coach, you know, specifically, but I can tell you why their sales have dropped. Like, because they, when you are in front of a computer, how we are all right now, it's harder to really like project all of those things that give people this well-rounded version of you that help them know, like, and trust you. And so you have to really play to this little box to figure out how are you going to make people know, like, and trust you so that they buy from you. Well, and it's honestly the, now that you say that I'm standing up right now when I am speaking or doing my podcast, when I am doing anything where normally, cause I'm somewhat animated person. I don't sit still very well. I'm also only five feet tall. So when I sit in my office chair, I tend to fall out because I don't reach the floor. correctly. <laughs> so I've learned if I'm going to do something where I really want to project energy, I have to stand up to do it. Yeah. I have learned how I have to at least plant my feet because if I start pacing like I do on stage, I just kind of walk myself right out of my little Zoom box. And then you're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I am. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. So tell us more about you. Tell me, uh, let me see, what can I ask you? What are you absolutely most proud of? Oh man, that's a hard question. Okay, I'm going to make it like super relevant to this exact moment in life and where we are going through a pandemic. Um, There was a moment in the beginning of COVID where my kids were at home. I was teaching kindergarten, fourth grade, and running a business, and it was a disaster. And in the beginning, I was like, I can totally do this. It's going to be fine. It was not fine. It was totally not fine. I totally, my favorite meme is totally the little dog drinking the coffee and everything's on fire going, this is fine. Everything's fine. And I had this moment where you asked me about the proud question. I had this moment where I, I asked myself, like, when we come out of this, whenever that is, how do you want to look back on, on yourself? Not what happened, not what you accomplished, nothing. How do you want to look back on yourself? And I had this moment where I was like, I want my grandmother to be proud of me. 
Like my grandmother has been passed for a long time. She was just an amazing, powerful woman that like, if she was living today, she would just be going through this, like, like the rest of us, but with a great attitude. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, this, I, it occurred to me yesterday that like, I think there are so many gifts that we can take from this last nine months. And I am actually really proud that I have been able to shift that in my mind. And I live there. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the 2020 suck shirts and the, like, that doesn't help us. Um, so that's where I live. I, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of live this time from a different perspective. And ironically, the growth in my business has been huge. Um, so I don't know. So the, the proud question made me think about yeah. that. It's a very specific thing that I like sort of got that was like, oh, I want my grandmother to be proud of me. Well, and it sounds like, and it's interesting because I've, I've seen this with a lot of people. The thing you're most proud of is also, I'll often ask people, what's the biggest obstacle they've overcome? And so many times it's the same answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think my biggest obstacle is myself. You know, when I started a business, I, like I said, I started a business because I watched what not to wear. So I didn't know anything about starting a business. And so really the biggest obstacle was always just removing myself out of the way for the growth that I needed. And once I figured that out, I mean, whoo, you can go places really fast. Um, actually, so there's a story. So my mentor at the time was David Nagel and David mm -hmm. is actually how I met your um, mentor. That's how, I, that's how I met Amira as well. Okay. All right. So this was gosh, a million years ago, but I am standing in front of David at an event and he said to me, why do you dress the way that you do? And I was like, oh, I mean, I have an answer. Like it is like, uh, like I could write you a dissertation on the reasons why. And he was like, I don't remember the exact thing that he said, but the, the, the gist of it was, he was like, well, you always look fantastic, but I would ask yourself if you're like showing up as who you truly are. And I thought about it and I was like, no, I had three specific reasons for why I dressed the way I did. One was because I thought I was looking professional. Two, because I thought I was looking approachable. I don't remember what the third one was, but there were these very specific things instead of just really stepping into like, no, no, this is who I am. If we jive and, you know, I can help you, great. And so it was like that turning moment that I completely changed the way I was presenting myself and took off the costume and got rid of all the shoulds and then started teaching people that. That's awesome. I've had several conversations with people um, because I think there's a big difference and I'm sure you see this for me, it's an occasional conversation for you. I imagine it's a constant conversation. The difference between using clothes to show up your best in your best possible way for an intentional purpose and using clothes as armor, because if I look absolutely perfect, no one will know. Right. I mean, and there's so much that goes into that. People hide in clothes. People are afraid to put themselves out there in clothes. People do put themselves out there in clothes. Right. It's equally difficult. You know, so like, and there's always a reason why. And I think it goes back to, I think we actually did this exercise um, during the event that mm -hmm. I met you at, where it really comes down to this one question. How do you want to feel? Right. And people are always surprised by that because I don't ask you how you want to look. That's almost irrelevant because that's like three steps down the line. You have to start with how you want to feel and you have to be so honest with yourself. Like if you want to feel 
like the shiniest star in the room and you're a little embarrassed by that, it doesn't matter. Write it down like shiny star. That's what I want to look like. <laughs> and then you figure out how to be the shiny star and do it in a way that, you know, resonates with what you're trying to do and the people you're trying to sell and that kind of thing. So that's a real key is really asking yourself how you want to feel instead of having this dissertation on here's why I dress the way I am. It's professional. It's approachable. It checks out the boxes and it doesn't actually do you any good. So going back a little bit, I'm curious if you come from entrepreneurs or you, you mentioned you had a job in the horse industry, um, was that an entrepreneurial position or do you have family members going, that's nice, dear. You want to make people look good. Um, you know, the little pat you on the head type of experience that a lot of us entrepreneurs or, or the, oh my God, you're quitting your, the, the experience I had, oh my God, you're quitting your six figure job with expense account that paid for an MBA to do what? Right. <laughs> you know, so. No, I had, so I, there are not really any entrepreneurs in my family other than like now my brother is an entrepreneur. Um, and I think one day my sister may be like, you know, I, so I think our generation may like kind of tweak that, but, um, I don't know. My parents were really good at always teaching us sort of both sides of the coin. Um, I rode horses growing up my whole life, but like when we needed a new saddle, like I had to go to the bank with my parents and co-sign it. So I understood like the fact that the thing costs money. And if you are going to have this thing, you have to go make the money. So I really, I guess I honestly, I never really thought about this, but I became an entrepreneur at a really young age because I started teaching riding lessons. And I very quickly figured out that as a ninth grader in high school, it was way better for me to make $30 an hour than all my friends working at who knows where. My first job now I'm, I've got almost 10 years on you. Uh, my first job, I made $3 and 15 cents an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I could have bought you some lunches, I guess. In <laughs> now, you know, I couldn't work that many hours, but I very quickly learned the value of making your own schedule, having to, if you tell somebody that you're going to do it, you have to do it. Um, yes. So I, you know, I'm definitely grateful for that experience. Awesome. So let's give some folks some parting words. Like when you're first starting out with, you know, you and I have had a conversation, you've dropped some really good information here on what people should be thinking about in terms of what they're wearing and what they want to do. If you, you know, I know you're asked for your advice all the time. What's like a universal thing um, to get somebody started, someone who feels they never know what to wear, isn't real happy even having to make that decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that there's like the saying of like dress for the job you want, not the job that you have. And I like to flip that around a little bit and basically talk about it in the, in the perspective of dress for where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So think about yourself in five years, think about yourself in 10 years. If that's too far, back it up and think about yourself in six months, one month, whatever it is. And think about who you really want to be. Like, how do you want to feel walking into some big moment? How do you want to feel if you meet some specific person? And tap into that and stay in that place. When you wake up tomorrow morning, great, you're getting dressed for December, whatever the date is. But it's really about getting dressed for December five years from now. That's what you're actually doing the work for now. 
And that's a totally different way of thinking about it than like, oh, I have to get up and get dressed. No, no, you're getting dressed to empower the result that you want five years down the road. I love, you know, that reminded, that reminds me a lot when this whole happened, when everything got shut down, um, I ended, I found myself on Zoom at my first virtual event for Rachel Hollis, the woman who wrote Girl, Wash Your Face. And I read the book. I liked the book. I liked her, but I didn't really know her. And I certainly would not have spent money to travel across the country to be with a thousand other people in an audience. Um, I didn't like her that much. But it was kind of cool. It was one of those good things that came out of our situation was I got to attend one of her events, which I normally wouldn't have gone to. And she did something really well that I think you also just did. And she talked about self-care and going for a walk every day. And I'm not going for a walk every day just because I'm supposed to exercise. I'm going for a walk every day to rejuvenate myself so that I can show up for my kids, so that I can show up for my family, so I can show up for all these people that bought a ticket to my event. And when you tie your activity back to what you really want, it has a bigger impact, even if all it is is getting dressed that morning. Yep. Yeah, I actually posted on Instagram yesterday a picture of a tree that I passed on a walk. And I posted that like one of the real gifts of quarantine for me is walking. And I wasn't, I was not making time in my schedule for that before, you know, nine months ago. And it's the thing that makes me sane. It's the thing, like the ideas that come to me while walking are ridiculous. I've started doing sales calls while walking, like, like the stuff that would have never come is literally because I've taken the time to do that thing that I know gives me the most sort of clarity and sanity. And um, it, it's crazy how- and I, and I think clothing and what you're wearing can have that same effect. Yep. It can absolutely have that same effect. I mean, and even to tie it into the walk, if you go walking in your schlumpy sweatpants that you know make you feel like terrible, Versus if you get dressed in just a pair of jeans or like your, just your workout pants or whatever it is, the difference in terms of how you feel and the things that are going to come to you when you're doing that activity are totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks has been awesome. Thank you so, so much. I want to make sure people know how to get a hold of you because I know you have a book. I know you have fantastic ideas. I know you really, really, really can help people in a huge way that they are not even realizing. So if they're listening instead of watching the video with the show notes, what is the fastest way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, so the fa- the fastest way is simply visit the website, which is leehayward.com, and Lee is L-E-E, and Hayward is H-E-Y-W-A-R-D. And um, actually, if, if people want, they can shoot me a message through the site and ask me for a digital copy of my book, and I'll send it to you. Um, it's strategically suited. Very cool. It's on Amazon, but, the, but I can also send you a complimentary uh, digital copy. And it's a great place to start if you are wanting to try and figure out how to put your most like powerful foot forward and figure out what strategically suited looks like for you. Very cool. Thank you so, so much. This is awesome. It's been great getting to know you even a little better, especially now that I know the horses thing. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Thank you again so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. 
You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Aaron page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.